Hey y'all, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I am your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at iamcannabisativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at iamcannabisativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at iccativapod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes, as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing and you find yourself coming around often, please become a Patreon supporter of this podcast and support us. By supporting us, this helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to HTTPS anchor.fm slash I am cannabis sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash I see sativa podcast. You can support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you're feeling extra generous. Howdy y'all. Hope you guys are having a good one. As always, Mr. Sativa is joining you from Legal Grass, Massachusetts, the heartland of America. So today we're going to talk a little bit about Rhode Island and what people are doing to save money on renewing their medical marijuana card in Rhode Island. In Rhode Island, you got to renew every six months. And as you know, because cannabis is a Schedule One narcotic, to our to our federal government no doctors or no, no i mean no insurance companies are going to cover your medical marijuana visit in any state and as a result you're having to foot the bill yourself you know states like florida and rhode island make you renew more than once a year so that can really add up so we're going to read about what some rhode island medical marijuana patients are doing to save some money so let's get to it and this one, this this story is from NewportRhodeIsland.com. A Portsmouth woman is among 6,500 Re- Rhode Island residents who sort of moved to California to make her medical marijuana card more affordable. Rather than comply with Rhode Island's rules and pay for their card's annual renewal, visit a doctor every six months for continued permission to use the drug and be entered into a database. Everyone is like, oh my god, I don't want to be on a government database. Bro, I mean, like, when you, when you use your easy pass while, 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 um, while driving or whatever that the cashless tolls, you think they're not tracking your speed and they're not tracking, you know, how fast everyone is going and they're not targeting people for tickets with that. You think the NSA has stopped tapping your phone calls like when people say i don't want to be in a list i mean i i get that people are still sort of skittish because of the stigma cannabis has and because of the fact that it that the jobs are not really required in most states to accommodate medical marijuana use and if they find out who use because 
I mean, most jobs and most most employers will do online social will do online um, background checks and they will check your social medias. So I understand the skittishness, but if you're in a database, it's HIPAA compliant, so they can't reveal your flipping information. But um, but everyone has different boundaries. Everyone has different privacy. I mean, left to me, I wouldn't be on a government list. But if it meant not having to deal with my insomnia, which I haven't really been having to deal with in the three years I've gone this uh, three years I've been using this as a medicine then it's all worth it you know but i i do i I do understand the bit of hesitation but this whole oh my god i'm gonna be in a database when you get a driver's license you're in a database they track your driving record to make sure you're not a danger to others you're already on databases if you're a grown adult oh i don't have credit cards i don't have a credit card I, i i buy everything cash yeah but you have a driver's license and, and you're on the state's database and they're tracking your driving. Oh, I have a clean record. I don't have anything to hide. Yeah, but they're still tracking it. And if you have an easy pass, they're still there. Like, it's like Patrice O'Neill was implying like years ago. Like he was saying this in like an old opiate Anthony um, show that, and he was saying this in like 2009, that like the easy passes are probably tracking how fast you're going or whatever. He was saying that and then, I, and then you look at articles years later, and the dude was right. The dude was a genius, and he died way too soon. All right, I'm getting into the weeds here. Let me <laughs> let me reel this back into um to what the story is about. Let's continue reading. Local patients looked to the Golden State, where getting the required purchasing card took five minutes online, including a doctor's consultation. Providence. Last year, when lawmakers allowed Rhode Island's three medical marijuana dispensaries to sell to out-of-staters, at least 6,500 Asian-staters moved up to California. Well, that was the address they listed anywhere on their shiny new patient cards. Rather than comply with Rhode Island's rules, pay for their card's annual renewal, visit a doctor every six months for continued use and permission of the drug, and be entered into a database, local patients look to the Golden State where getting the required purchasing card took five minutes online, including doctor's consultation. That practice is now in jeopardy, however, as Rhode Island Departments of Health and Business Regulation are postponing any out-of-state patients now also present a valid ID from the same state to prove residency. The borough's rule change drew criticism from parents and representatives of two dispensaries at a public hearing Friday at Rhode Island College, where more than 100 people gathered to comment on new draft regulations for the state's medical marijuana program. They said that Rhode Island's regulations are already too arduous and costly for local patients, seem more designed to reap profits for the state than to care for the sick. That sounds familiar. Sounds a lot like um, like the neighbors up north in Massachusetts. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's just something about us in New England. And there's, I mean, I would say Maine and New Hampshire are not as puritanical, but they have their own parochialness in their own ways. I would say Maine is a bit less, you know, they seem to be a bit more free spirits in Maine, I, I, from what I know of them. But, you know, the Puritan, the Puritan culture run, runs strong in New England. Old habits die hard, it seems. And will push some of Rhode Island's 18,000 patients to the black market or over the line in Massachusetts where pot is legal. We need, we need to stop making people jump through hoops, said Jeff 
Petrasfisa, the retail manager of Greenleaf Compassion Center in Portsmouth, where 38% of the dispensary business now comes from out-of-state customers. Wow. Alex Alexa Coffee, a medical marijuana user in Portsmouth, told regulators she decided to get a California card because it was easier to afford. I make no money and I have a lot of bills to pay. I'm thinking I might just do the same thing too. Like my Massachusetts card is like it's up for renewal and I it's going to cost me $130 to renew it and you know it's just a lot is going on. I mean, I might just I might just do this whole California thing myself too. I I might join this woman, who knows. Revoking her California card, which can cost about $50 or about one-third less than an initial card from Rhode Island, would change my whole world, she said. It would force her to buy the drug on the black market or in Massachusetts retail marijuana stores. Regulators also heard from some of the state's 53 licensed cultivators and would-be a dispensary operator concerning state plans to hold a random lottery for six new planned dispensaries. Alex Lavin, representing Growth Industries, a Warwick company that has applied for cultivation license but is yet to be licensed, said it was a scary proposal for the state to hold random lottery for potentially lucrative dispensary licenses unless applicants have shown merit. Lavin said his company has built the state's first pharmaceutical-grade cultivation facility that that will be, if licensed, capable of providing safe and effective medicines to those who are in need. Rick McAuliffe, a lobbyist representing a group of cultivators, said, rather than a random lottery, the new dispensary license should be awarded on a point system where companies with experience growing marijuana, such as clients, should be rated above other less experienced applicants. Again, um, if you're my Rhode Island listeners, um, you should definitely write to your lawmakers. You should definitely write to your health department. You should definitely write to all the necessary parties to make sure that medical marijuana is better in Rhode Island. You know, they're not going to know what we think unless we tell them and unless we make it known that they work for us and not the other way around. And it's, it's, it's just like... I mean, I know, I, I know, like, much like Massachusetts, you know, there's a lot of corruption. There's a lot of greasing the palms. There's a lot of, you know, there was a lot of arm twisting. And there was a lot of things that these six people that are, that are, that are going to be in the lottery or whatever, or, you know, the people that are destined to get licenses, they're probably, they, they probably paid off the state to have an edge. You know, it's much like Massachusetts. You know, you don't really have a craft cannabis scene in Rhode Island. You just have, I think, like three or four dispensaries or something like that. And they're all owned by big companies. I'm, yeah, you have a better caregiver system than Massachusetts has, but they face a lot of the same problems in Rhode Island, too. Um, but again, it's up to us to write to our lawmakers and make it known that they have to do our bidding and not the other way around. Norman Berenbaum, the state's top medical marijuana regulator, said current state regulations already have a host of specific requirements in place that any dispensary li- licensed applicant will have to meet before becoming eligible for the lottery. So it is not as if someone who's unqualified and unable to satisfy the rules and regs would be able to receive a dispensary license, he said. The Department of Health's 
and business regulation are taking public comment for the new rules until December 21st. End of article. So like like I've said previously in, in previous podcasts, it's up to us to write to our regulators. It's up to us to make it known that we want, that we're the people, we're the taxpaying public. And these public officials work for us and not the other way around. And they, and we have a voice and we have power and we got to exercise our voice and exercise our power. And if we don't, then these, these lawmakers or regulators are just going to impose their will anyway. I mean, they may already, they may just do it anyway. Like Massachusetts will testify and will, and the majority of the people who, te- who submit testimony will, will be on the side of reason. But then the, the lawmakers and regulators will just do what they want and try to restrict and limit cannabis access because, again, they grew up with Reagan, they grew up with Dare, they grew up with Just Say No, and, you know, they want to exercise power in a way that reinforces the status quo, you know, because the status quo is all they know, and they're scared of cannabis. That's what most public officials are, you know. And like I've said numerous times in this podcast, I don't got patience and I don't got time for wallflowers. If you're going to be a wallflower, you're not going to write to your officials in your country, in your state, in your province, in your municipality to make the change that you want to see in your program or in your region, then I don't got use for you. I don't. You know, other podcasts, other cannabis podcasts may want, may maybe find wallflowers, but I'll let you know right now I ain't. So, again, um, if you live in Rhode Island, Rhode Island cannabis family, be sure to write to your public officials and be sure to make it known that you that you want change, you want more craft cannabis, you want cards to be easier to get and less expensive. Because, again, this isn't covered by insurance. You know, having to go twice a year, that, that that's costly. It should only be once a year. Heck, you know, swing for the fences and ask for a two-year card like like um like Arizona has now their cars last two years and it's a lot cheaper now. You know when you fight for your reg when you fight for the regulations you want, you know the worst that they can say is no. But again, we got to make our voices known, and I don't want to drag this on for too long. I hope you guys got a lot out of it. Write to your officials, make your cont- make your discontent known, and peace out, ciao, and stay medicated, my friends. Peace. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are a few ways that you can do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for housing and equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash Sativa podcast slash support. You can also support me now on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash I see Sativa podcasts. You can also support the podcast for as little as $1 a month. If you are feeling extra generous, we have $5 and above tiers. Additionally, if you wish to get in contact with us, you can leave me a voice message on Anchor. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash I am Canvas Sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and I may just play it on a future episode. You can also call and leave a voice message at the phone number 617-466-9389. That is 
888-998-9389, and I may just play it on a future episode. If you are in need of some good CBD products, you can also check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp products. You can check them out by checking out this link, um, www.bit.ly slash 33FKRV9. And you can try the following coupon codes. Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, and 15% sign off CBD. And you can use those codes to get a discount on various CBD products on their website. And if you're looking to get inexpensive CBD flour delivered to your door quickly and cheaply in New England, check out bostonhempire.com, where you can get frequent sales on CBD flour and other products such as tinctures and edibles as well too. Boston Hempire will get you cheap CBD flour delivered to your door in New England and the rest of the United States for a very, very good price. And I highly recommend their products too. Feel free to enter the URL https colon slash slash shop dot bostonhempire.com slash question mark ref equals d scotland peace out and ciao